Hey everyone, welcome to the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Braden, Caden, and Keaton. This is a podcast for Latter-day Saints who find themselves running a bit late. Each week we're going to discuss the Come Follow Me uh, weekly lessons to keep ourselves prepared for Sunday worship and awaken class. Just a disclaimer, we are not prophets. We are not even necessarily inspired. However, we are here to give you some casual listening and catch you up on our week. Yeah, so welcome um, before to the podcast. We... I was just going to say, before we dive into this week's lesson, I wanted to kind of catch you up on speed with what we're thinking and, you know, kind of the purpose of this podcast. Brayden, what do you got? Yeah, so basically this entire podcast is just kind of, it was entirely thought up and decided upon in like the span of two days. We decided together as friends that, uh, you know, we wanted to stay in touch as we were going through, you know, different times of our lives where we were getting to points in our lives where we decided to travel out and you know move our families elsewhere um and so this just gives us an opportunity to stay connected as well as to work on our spiritual sides that um sometimes may be lacking or wherever they may be while we're going through uh, our daily routines and so uh as friends of what is it seven years you guys uh, yeah, you, somewhere around. yeah well keaton and i go further back than that but yeah, right. we got chicken yeah, so as, together. as friends of just over five years, right? Um, we've we've got plenty of experiences together as well as uh, without each other, I guess, that we can kind of, you know, talk about while we're going through the Come Follow Me program, which um, I find is an excellent way to pull your, uh, ex- like, personal experiences from and then, like, consider in each of the weekly lessons. Like, I can almost always think of times where I've had personal experiences worth sharing in uh, Sunday school lessons that I just kind of sit on. And um, I figured that this would be an opportunity to do that and kind of discuss those points with other people who might share the same feelings, like not being able to talk uh, in class, or maybe they just don't feel inspired to talk in class. They can kind of listen on the podcast, um, gather their thoughts, well, gather their thoughts, and then discuss it with the, their teachers, their congregation, or however uh, that setup is in their ward. Yeah, so we want to get the we want to get you guys in the mindset, thinking about the lesson material, and then uh, when you show up on Sunday, whether you have time to actually read through the curriculum yourselves or not, uh, you know at least you'll know what's going on. Hopefully, you'll have time to ponder and think about this throughout the week um, as you throw this podcast on one day, casually listen. And then just let that dwell, let that ponder, sit and stew for a bit, and then you'll be ready for Sunday. Yeah, and the intent is definitely to keep it as short as we can. Obviously, we'll keep it not not too short. Like, we want to have a little bit of fun. But yeah, just something that you can quickly put on while you're at work or while you're driving to school, work, any of those things. And yeah, just to catch up and stay informed. Yeah, like, we, we definitely get carried away as friends, but... Uh... Our goal also is to keep it lighthearted and, you know, entertaining to listen to. And it's we're, our goal isn't to put you to sleep on your commute to work or while you're in between studying, right? Like the goal is to allow this to be a nice refreshing hour or however long a um, period of time where you can actually enjoy listening to the gospel or actually exactly we're going to keep studying. it fresh. Keep it light, guys. We're not going to be reading this directly out of the manual. You can do that on your own. We're here mm-hmm. to, to bring what we've got in our lives. And uh, yeah, that's where we're at. I'll, just a heads up, we're not prophets. Um, 
And uh, we're going to keep this spiritual, obviously, but this is not a Sunday school lesson that we're doing here. We're just chatting as friends and bringing our own experiences to the material that that we're reading through here. Yeah, and like someday we'll get to the point where I hope that people or like listeners are able to actually like send us, you know, their thoughts on what we've been talking about or what, what they want us to, you know, discuss further or say you know, if it's like gets to the point where we're supposed to like share our testimonies or something, then we can do that. But obviously right now we kind of want to keep it just as like a, a quick um, refresher or at least like a Sparks Notes version of the lesson, right? Yeah, like I don't know we'll if we always... can say Sparks Notes. That might be copyright, but yeah, yeah. that's the idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just put yeah. it out with a funny noise well, we're, or something. We're not, we're not getting paid for this. So I don't think that's copyrighted at all. You're right. This is a, for now... We're okay with saying Sparks Notes. We have no affiliation with them. Uh, yeah, definitely don't use their version, like their software or their. <laughs> oh well, I won't go that far. It's decent stuff. Um, so that's kind of where the podcast came from. Um, I'll give you a little back backstory on us. Um, Keaton and I, we've been friends since we were fetuses. I want to say, like all the way yeah, back, like we were at least six only born fifteen days like apart. That. So. Yeah, uh, literally, we've been friends since we were birthed. Um, and Braden came along about seven years ago. Um, you'll probably get to know more about our individual personal lives as we share stories about um, what's going on and how things apply. But you know, for now, we're just we're just three buddies. We're just three buddies, guys, and yeah. we're we're sharing some stuff. Should we dive Absolutely. into the lesson? Yeah, let's let's go into it. So um, this lesson is, uh, what week again? It's the 22nd? Yeah, Sunday would be the 22nd, 16th I think. 16th to the 22nd, yeah. Yeah, 16th to 22nd. Um, so hopefully listen to this before the, six, before the 22nd. Yeah, um, we got the whole week for, yeah, people can listen to it. And we sh- we're hoping to have this out right on the 16th, right? So... There'll be time. That being said, it's not going to hurt your spirituality if you listen to this after you've had the Sunday school lesson on it already. Uh, yeah, like who knows? We might get some like crazy fans who just really like listening to us and go all the way back <laughs> to our like first podcast again. You know, yeah. say we well, pick up steam. And... They will be wildly disappointed in the quality of this. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get there, yeah. guys. For those, for those of you who don't know, just a little background. Right now, we're actually calling on the phone to hear each other and then recording in different means in, able to act, in order to actually record our audio. So it's, it's a little crazy. Next week, it should be a lot better. I mean, we, we, one of us is battling a hurricane, so it's excusable, yeah. I think. But Yes, it's true. Yeah, a more background. I'm living on the east coast of Canada, and yeah, we just got hit by a hurricane. So I haven't had power or Wi-Fi for almost... Yeah, pretty much twenty four hours now. So, and it's it's supposed but to come be a follow longer, me. So yeah, it's important, and yeah. we want to stick to this schedule. So it needed to be done today. It needed to be done, <laughs> regardless Sacrifice. of Keaton's Wi Fi scenario. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like even if the power was on, I wouldn't even have Wi Fi because the company couldn't install it yesterday when they were supposed to. Great, it's great. Moving Great. on. Okay, well, like back to the lesson, right? We hardly even started. We hardly even started. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, we needed to make sure people knew that this wasn't going to be the quality the whole time. Like, it's going to get better. 
thankfully. Mm-hmm. Because I know I and hate listening to podcasts that sound like crap. Or wait, can I say crap? We will crap grow as a team. Sound like And the quality feces. and content will improve as we go. Let's just start with where we're at. And For that sure. would be Second Corinthians chapter 9. Um, <laughs> chapter 8. Chapters 8 to 13. Um, it basically is just, uh, this is Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Um, and the little subtitle on this is, God loveth the cheerful giver. Um, now I'm sorry to say that, uh, neither of my cohorts here actually read or listened to this beforehand. So I read it. It's going to be mainly me steering this ship and they're going to be paddling along as they can. Just Um, for the true experience of Sunday school, right? I was going to say for the true experience of the later day podcast. Oh, there you Uh, go. Yeah. It it wouldn't be authentic if at least one of us didn't read it at all. Especially the one who is in the Sunday school. Putting it off to a later day. <laughs> and that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the whole point. This is for those people that are exactly like, like, I mean, there's the majority of the, us right there that kind of put it off. So, uh, yeah, it was, we can't it was be on purpose, ones. right? It was on purpose. Totally. Um, so, Paul, he's he's writing to the the saints in Corinthians, and he's basically telling them, Hey, there are saints elsewhere, and they're struggling. They're in poverty. They need you, um, and that's where we get that classic scripture or the well-rehearsed scripture that is, uh, "Every man according as he has purposed." Wow, every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Who's ever heard that phrase before? God loveth a cheerful giver. You know, I'm going to be honest. I do not remember ever hearing that phrase before, but I'm sure that I have. I'm pretty sure that you've quoted that to me while I was begrudgingly doing service as priests. Well, that might be true, but you know, times change. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a great phrase, though. Like I obviously there's a little bit more to read into it. I'm just trying to think. So the first little section, um, basically I can cheerfully share what I have to bless the poor and needy. So I just gave an example of me begrudgingly giving service uh, and Keaton chastising me. That's often how it was in our youth. Uh, Keaton's a twin. His twin brother, Austin, they were the crusaders. They would whip us into shape because we would begrudgingly and uh we'd do the service we'd still go to these things but uh most of us were just complaining the whole time and then there were the, the gibbs austin and keaton oh i just said your last name that's a little yeah, personal. it's okay we can just bleep that out <laughs> <laughs> the, just the, the just twins the but uh the twins it's funny too because here. that was kind of the way Dox. things were for a while is that uh is that people like we would do something and then for whatever reason a few of our friends generally Caden included included would do something crazy and end up creating a story that was it would create a big memory that we still tell to this day so it ended up I think being a positive experience overall because we remember the service and we remember the the joy that we felt doing it and also a fun anecdote to the side 
like that time that we were delivering cookies to someone and Caden knocked on a random person's oh, door boy. and they chased us with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, buddy was... came out swinging a shovel at us. Uh, apparently, he had a stalker. I obviously didn't know that. We were just <laughs> delivering cookies to a member, and I rang their neighbor as well just because we were there, so I ding-dong ditched. Not the smartest idea. <laughs> uh, guy came out with a shovel, hopped in his car, chased us in his car for a while. Luckily, we had a great uh, young men's leader who got out of the truck and defended us, uh, but the guy like literally almost took a swung at him, so that was a little bit scary. Classic yeah. Hayden. Uh, that would have been being uh, an idiot. That would have been awful. <laughs> no, imagine oh, the story boy. if he had actually taken a shovel to the face. That would have been. I I don't know. I think that could have made things a little more exciting. It definitely would have ramped things up to the next level because that was like um, that was a combined activities that had young women's and young men's in there. So there were a couple of young women in our truck too. That would have been quite the experience that guy knocking our leader out and then coming to the truck to see what's going on and just seeing a bunch of like quivering 15 year old kids freaked out of their minds yeah it's true (laughs) but just yeah carrying on so that was kind of the relationship that we that we had um but because of that like i was saying like we still remember that experience we remember that like I, i i remember who we were giving it to and why we were giving it to them and yeah I think there's um, benefits to it. Totally. So that in the scripture, um, it's Paul basically just saying that, uh, you know, we can we can do service, we can give, but if we're not giving out of like the right part of our heart and we're not giving properly, we've all heard this. If you give service begrudgingly, it's there's no point in doing it. You gotta to reap the blessings. And I'm not saying this that we should all be selfish, only doing things to get the blessings. But if you're doing the service, you might as well get the blessings. So put a smile on your face. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, it talks about examining our motivations for giving, which is I think a bit what you're getting at, just like the why. Why are we doing all this? Why why are we making cookies for someone? Why are we shoveling their sidewalk? I guess that's a pretty northern reference but why are like why are we doing anything and it's that's where the benefit comes from and that's what they say that's where if our sacrifice is an expression of love then that's what makes us a cheerful giver absolutely you got anything to add i kind of just yeah just listening to that um i just wanted to make sure you guys finish your stories um i i think it totally makes a difference um like the attitude you put into whatever service you're doing uh especially in um the church as far as like the way we go about service there's like a lot of um like niche services in the church whether it's like uh, you know tending to the elderly or whatever like a lot of people go in and do singing for like um old folks homes or whatnot right um there's a lot of people who can either try singing all, you know, stoically and horribly, or there's those who try to put a smile on their face and really try to um, engage the audience, I guess they would be, right? And it totally makes a difference as far as, like, the overall service goes as well. Not even just, you know, reaping the blessings, but, like, you'll get more out of it uh, yourself. Yeah, and I think clearly that... clearly into it. That works well into the next point that talks about how it doesn't really matter what we have at our disposal, we're still able to help those who are 
poor and needy, which you're talking about. Like, yeah, you can sing even if you stink at singing. You can still try and try and put a smile on somebody's face, regardless of if you're rich, regardless if you're poor, anything like that. And yeah, it's there's a Jeffrey R. Holland quote that says, "Rich or poor, we are to do what we can when others are in need." And yeah, I think I think that speaks for itself. But it, it's important to remember that. Well, I mean, I th- I think it also ties into the whole uh, the widow and her mite, right? Um, she only had a penny to give or a mite, whatever it was. But either way, what did Jesus say about that? He was like. Um, I say unto you, this poor widow put more than all the other people who put in. Obviously, he wasn't talking a monetary amount. He was just talking what she had to give um, wasn't much, but she gave it, and it was more than, you know, a millionaire giving a couple hundred bucks, whatever. I mean, that's still nice. It's better than nothing, but when we, it doesn't matter how much we have to give. When we give what we can with a cheerful attitude, that's when that's when Christ and, and God sees what we're doing. And that's when we can really, you know, enjoy the, the spiritual blessings of giving and serving. Right. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I like that a lot. And, and something that I like about what this lesson does say is it it encourages us to pray for those opportunities to serve people in that way. And I, I think that's something that I'm going to have to start doing, especially as I'm in a new city and I don't really know people. Heck, I don't even know my ward yet because church was canceled. Um, but uh, oh, no, I'm just praying problems. for the, yeah, there was a tree in the way of the parking lot. So <laughs> I, I just went in and played the piano for a little bit and then went home. Um, but yeah, like the, I should just be praying for opportunities, not only to meet people and obviously try and have missionary opportunities, but just simply to try and serve people and especially to try and serve people as Christ would if he were here. No, and exactly. Then, yeah, it also says to record impressions that we receive as well and act on them rather than just thinking and, and not doing anything about it. I mean, lots of times people are praying, well, not really praying, but people are hoping for opportunities or ways to get out of service, ways that, oh, you know, so-and-so needs help moving. Oh, thank goodness I, uh, you know, have prior commitments. <laughs> and it shouldn't be that way at all. Uh, sometimes that's just the, the the bad attitude that we have, that natural man taking over. I don't want to, I don't want to be doing service on my Saturday. It's the only day I'm not working. But that's exactly what we're talking about is when you give what you have, whether it's great or little, you do it willingly that's when you're going to reap those rewards and, and grow spiritually and um, emotionally from, from giving up that sacrifice, from doing that service. Yeah, and like the word service doesn't necessarily have to mean like some giant, giant deed, right? Exactly what you were just saying. Like True. As far as like, oh, it's going to take so much time out of, you know, my Saturday where I don't work. That's kind of the day I, you know, I sleep in, I, I eat out kind of thing. I... I try to hang out with friends, I play video games, I watch movies, do whatever, right? Um, it's not often in my um, experience that like we come upon service, like day, everyday service projects, I guess, that are just like huge like time suckers, like that just pull way too much time out of your day. Um, and if it is, like just think about how much more grateful the person is that you were able to do it 
for them. Otherwise, it would have taken them twice as long or three times as long or four times as long or they wouldn't have got it done at all, right? Like, um, as far as, like, you know, shoveling a driveway, that is a, min- like, that is a small task in itself. But, like, um, I-, I can understand, like, making cookies and, like, going out or whatever. Like, that's also just a very specific service that I don't know if everyone benefits from. Um, right. I mean, everyone likes cookies, but... I just but think who really needs the extra pounds, right? Mm-hmm. No, who can who can <laughs> yeah, afford you know, to put that on? Right? You're actually doing service to not give them cookies. Oh, Braden, talking about uh, small service opportunities. Um, next weekend, when Krista Krista's oh, my wife, ever listeners, um, when Krista and I are down in Edmonton, we're um, we're gonna help somebody move, uh, but it's just us helping. Do you wanna mind if I pick you up and you can come give us some muscles because you know, it's Krista and another uh, YSA yeah. girl. We're moving her from one side of campus yeah, to another. Sure. You know, that's I'll, that's I'll the real there. way to get people to do service that? without even yeah. nope. Listen to that yeah, cheery like without smile even on a your second face. Of like, ugh, I'm I'm there. Count me in. Text me. Phone me. Make sure I'm there. <laughs> I may. Yeah, just let me know. Yeah, note just, uh, note to the there. listeners: if you want Braden to do something, just ask him it while he's on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Ask me in a public no. setting where I'm too afraid to say no. <laughs> hey, that cheery countenance, not only can I say that I appreciate it, Brayden, but we all know the exactly. Lord appreciates it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's kind of where it ends with service. For some reason, it takes a really steep corner in the lesson yeah. where it starts talking about false yeah. prophets. False yeah. prophets. Um, Seek to deceive. Nice. Yeah, they want you to I'm sure if you were not really do service. to read all of 2 Corinthians, you might catch that flow a little bit easier. Um, but it's jumping from chapter 8 and 9 to chapter 11, which starts talking about false prophets. Well, you know, the Bible is famously, or very famous for, of course, its flow and uh, how well it all goes together. So, you know. That's true. That's why it's so easy to sit down and read. <laughs> yeah, read the whole thing in one go. Yeah, it's famous for that. But yeah, okay, um, sorry. Um, yeah, so it talks about false prophets. I don't know exactly what there is to discuss about that other than the classic, okay, guys, uh, what false prophets do we have in today's world? I think that question gets asked every single time the topic comes up in a Sunday school class. Oh, yeah? So instead, let's talk about the fact that we are not prophets. We are not claiming to be prophets. So don't call us false prophets here. We're just, we're just dudes chatting about isn't, the gospel. Isn't that the third disclaimer? And you know, like if if we want to quickly add on to the whole like false prophets thing, and like if anyone really is having a hard time as far as like trying to understand like you know, like what they're being told is true, or you know, like any doctrinal based things, um, there's a scripture, right? I believe it's First Corinthians. It's fourteen. Um, 33 so i know i I, like what we're in we're in second corinthians now but in uh first corinthians um 14 30 verse 33 it says for god is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all churches of the saints so basically if if you begin to understand the principle and you can really make sense of it it's not like confusing to you and whatever this person is telling you just makes a lot of sense and you can feel good about it there's like there's two testimonies right there kind of just telling you like, hey, this is true. Like this isn't, you know, coming from some false prophet. This is, 
you know, clearly making sense and it's been illuminated to me through the spirit or something or um, through my like understanding, which, you know, you can only truly understand something if you're not confused about it. And uh, that scripture right there goes and says, God himself, he's not the author of confusion. So now that's not to say that you'll never be confused about church doctrine or church principles. You totally will be. Um, Absolutely. But you just gotta, you gotta go back and you gotta <laughs> rely on those things that don't confuse you. Those things like, uh, <clears throat> we call them seminary answers or primary answers. Your your prayer, your scripture reading, just those foundations. Uh, those are things that are constants in your life. They shouldn't be confusing for you to, to kneel down and say a simple prayer, a child's prayer. Yeah, well, and like, even, you know, the gospel itself isn't a confusing thing. And like, when you bring everything together and you kind of consider all things, um, you can kind of just pull the gospel out and, you know, go by that and you'd be complete, like completely fine. Um, just faith in Jesus Christ, um, repentance, baptism by immersion, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, uh, enduring to the end sort of thing, right? Like those are, you know, key principles you need to follow in life and kind of base around any doctrine that you kind of accept or, you know, come to learn throughout your I'm going to say mortal existence here because I can't think of anything else to say at the moment <laughs> well it, it reminds me of like the fruits right mm-hmm. we're talking about the whether the fruits are good that you'll know me by my fruits so if it's bringing forth good things um then it then it comes from from God and if it doesn't bring good fruits then it doesn't come from God and I guess that's kind of a stretch when it comes to false prophets, because I'm sure that we could find stories in the Bible of a false prophet who did positive things in their life. Um, but then also there's Paul. You know, he had really bad things going on in his life, and he ended up being an apostle and, you know, guiding well, people. Well, I think so. it's important to say as well that, like, a false prophet, most of the time, they're not going to be easy to distinguish from a real prophet. In some cases, obviously it's, yeah, obviously it's, it's different as than it was back in biblical times where like there was a few prophets or preachers going around and you just had to pick and choose which one. But like today, just based on different news sources and stuff like that, those are kind of the false prophets of the day where you have to look into them more. You have to question them. And at the end of the day, yeah, you have to pray and do those seminary answer things to really find out what is actually true. Then the next chapter that it goes over in the lesson um, is Second Corinthians chapter twelve. What is the third heaven, and who was the man who was caught up to it? Um, I'm gonna be honest; I didn't read this part, and uh, sounds super confusing. So I'm gonna read the next no, little blurb. It, on it's the... not. It's not. I'll, can I explain it? Yeah, take it over, please, because that means nothing. It sounds to me. like the degrees of glory right there. It's essentially. Yeah, this is this is the one of the few biblical references to the three degrees of glory. And so he's just saying that yeah, he saw a man caught up to the third heaven and essentially yeah, just saying resurrected into the celestial kingdom. And yeah, it even says it right there in the menu. I don't know, I'm not sure why they really throw it into the lesson other than just keeping members aware that that exists. But yeah, it's just kind of cool because the Bible doesn't necessarily talk too much about some of the plan of salvation, so it's just cool to yeah, see. Yeah, some of those doctrine and covenants up. revelations that we have, there are you know roots in the gospel and roots yeah, exactly. elsewhere that we can see. 
Um, and who knows, you know, with all of the scriptures that were lost through history and translation changes and whatnot and the book of Lehi or whatever that was, uh, who knows, you know, what, what details might be missing or further, further reinforced. But that's a good example right there. We got Doctrine and Covenants talking or about Or even the just three details degrees, that, yeah. Three we, degrees of glory. And then there it is being reinforced in the Bible. The third heaven referring to the celestial kingdom. Are you guys still there? Yeah, I'm still yeah. here. So we were just kind of, I think we were just giving a moment for the spirit to, you know, sit sit in there. When you when you reference the celestial kingdom, I think you just kind of have to give it a give it a moment. Um, yeah, you know, give it a, a few degrees of of uh, give it a, space. Really, just sit there and marinate like a good steak. Yeah, well, absolutely. I was kind of just thinking like, oh, what what could I add to that? I was I was trying to think of something, but I'm like. You know, these guys covered it. That's why they're my friends. That's why I go to them for advice, right? Um, so are we pretty? We're pretty good with that. That headline, he, like heading, then the. Yeah, I think we can move on. It doesn't say much. Like if you're if you're ever listening to this and going over the, uh, um, the, come follow me curriculum at the same time. Uh, you'll you'll see. There's it's very jumpy from point to point. Which is fine. Yeah, I think it actually makes more sense in the uh, Sunday school, like for teachers, um, booklet. It's it's a lot less jumpy, I believe. And so if I were to jump over to that, even yeah, th- it talks. Um, I think that might be a good idea, even just to have one of us on the teacher one. Like I've I've been on that one. Or yeah, we could be spread out. I'll a jump over bit. to primary. I've already yeah, got it. Open well, that'd here. be good too. Yeah. Well, you did just get called to primary, so that's good. Um, but I'll just continue on with the next point here. It, it talks about that the Savior's grace is sufficient to help me find strength in my weaknesses. And obviously, that's something that we talk about a lot in these times because there is a lot of stress and a lot of different anxieties where we really do need the Savior's grace. And uh, Paul says a few things about it, which are some of them are pretty deep. He talks about the thorn in the flesh, which we don't really know, but. Um, as it says in there, it's talking about how we can relate at least to his desire that he wants to have it removed and removed through, through Christ. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think right now of what the thorns in my flesh are. There's a few. There's a few? There's a few. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I, I think just as well, there's, there's just things like, like moving to a new place and, and my wife, um, is away with her family in PEI right now, which is great. But, you know, when I don't have power or internet, it's a little bit lonely. <laughs> it's a little lonely. So I think... Uh, and you don't know anyone. I think that's a bit of a thorn in my flesh right now. Yeah, just going to going to school and, uh, and, yeah. So I think that's one thing actually right now that I have been just praying for some help with because it's, I don't know, it's a little hard. From time to time, I could I could admit that it's not the easiest situation. Well, I think earlier on the phone before we even started, you were talking about cabin fever, right? Like just kind of like, and I think anyone would kind of <laughs> get that sense of like desperation of like needing someone else and like needing to lean on someone else in order to kind of get through whatever situation they're in. Um, yours is a fairly specific one yeah, like at this... the moment, but uh, I definitely don't think. 
you're the only person who's going through Dorian yeah. right now. <laughs> like, yeah, this podcast is the most that I've talked to people in like two days. And in fact, there's people who have, are going through it much, much worse than me right now. Obviously, like in the Bahamas, there's people's homes have been destroyed. And so compared to other people's thorn, this thorn is nothing. You know, like it's literal first world. You're literally a first world oh, my problem. My doesn't work and I can't recharge myself. Yes, cell phone. exactly. And so I, I don't want to seem like my life's any harder because clearly it's not. People have died in this hurricane and, and I don't think anyone's died here at all. So, you know, it's like it's it's something that's just personally something that I'm dealing with. When in reality, compared to anyone else's problems, it's really nothing. And I, I think that's kind of what they're talking about, too, is that Christ helps with all those things. He's, he's not just for, you know, the big problems. Right. He's for the little ones, too. Well, it's actually funny that you bring that up because in the primary manual, um, there's actually like a whole section that you're supposed to talk about with this lesson about how sometimes God doesn't answer your prayers. Because uh, in Corinthians, Paul is talking about how he has a thorn in his flesh. He wants it removed. Um, and how the weaknesses, God gives us weaknesses um, to help us find strength through God. And so it's assumed that Paul's thorn wasn't removed by God. It wasn't just magically made non-existent. Um, and so, you know, as, as a kid or, you know, people who are new to the gospel or even people who aren't new to the gospel, you know, when we pray and we need help, we need something, whatever it may be, whether it's a thorn in our side or we're trying to accomplish something or we're struggling, um, God doesn't always answer our prayers. And that's just the way that it goes sometimes. That just reminds me of um, that talk by um, Elder Bednar um, where it's like, do you have the faith not to be healed, right? Like if you're getting a priesthood blessing and you're sick and you you request one from you know your your father your brother elders corn president whoever ministering brothers um and they say like you know you'll be healed or or whatever the spirit prompts them to say in that blessing like do you have the faith to just accept whatever the outcome is like if it's not necessarily in your favor right and i think that was like one of the first times i ever really um, even contemplated like that being an option, you know, um, that, you know, it's, it's definitely still God's agenda. Um, and he will get around to, you know, answering your prayers or answering any specific blessings when he sees fit. Um, especially in the case, uh, here in Corinthians, right? Like, I think he had to, like, Paul had to ask three times. Is that right? Uh, for this, yeah, in Second Corinthians 12, uh, verse 8, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Um, and that's when, you know, the Lord said, My grace is sufficient for thee, um, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So there you go. Like, when you express that weakness of knowing, like, hey, like, I will, like, I have faith. Like, I know I'm weak, but I have faith that you can heal me. I also understand that I'll still have faith tomorrow if for some reason I'm not healed today, right? And that would still be my weakness, but he makes that thing strong, if that makes sense. Totally. And that's a huge hurdle that, uh, like, that's a mental and and almost like an emotional maturity, right? Understanding that even though God loves us and he wants us to, he wants to help us, he sees more of what's going on and he has bigger plans when it comes down to it. 
And yeah, if that's a struggle that we're supposed to have, then that's a struggle that we're supposed to have. There's so many inspiring stories that you read or hear about, you know, somebody's born, you know, with a, you know, they're blind or deaf or whatever it may be, or, uh, you know, people are get in a car accident and they lose a a child or a spouse. Like these are trials that God isn't magically going to make disappear. There, there's a reason for them and there's a reason why he puts them in our lives. And it's exactly what Paul's talking about here. Uh, the Savior's grace is sufficient to help us find strength in my weakness. God gives us these challenges because in the end, they do make us stronger. We're, we're there to learn something and grow because of them. Yeah, I think, I think it is hard to say, though, that he gives us some of these challenges because some of them just definitely happen. And then he makes the best of it. Right. You know, Um there's definitely situations where there's there's not a lot of reason that God would do something on purpose. But yeah, he, he definitely makes the best of every single situation that we find ourselves in. You're right. I feel like he's cleaning up after our mistakes most of the time. But once in a while, yeah, when there's when there's a challenge deliberately given from God or, you know, something that's going on in our lives that we're praying to be lifted or made easier, there's a reason why it's not. And that reason is we got to grow. We got something to learn from, whether it was learning from our dumb mistake that got us in that situation in the first place or, you know, learning to be more humble and and turn to God. I remember on my mission, um, I already spoke French. I served my mission in Paris. Um, I already spoke French before going to the MTC, so I was a little bit uh, less humble than I probably should have been when entering the mission field as is usually my my issue humility um i'm working on it god has made my We're my weakness known to me um but i remember on my mission i i was really struggling in my first area because there were other things that i couldn't control i i sort of spoke french and i was fairly confident with the language as far as you can be moving to a country um that speaks a whole foreign language but i i was very much not confident with a lot of other things and I remember just silently crying and praying to myself on a train home one time from uh being out with my companions and and it was hard it was really hard and I felt weak I felt like I needed help and I broke down and I turned to God I was in public crying and that was a very um that hurt my pride in a good way because it helped me know and it set a precedent for the rest of my mission that you know, no matter how great I think I really am, when it comes down to it, I can't do anything, especially as a missionary, without God's help. Any Anything that I will see, any miracle or any positive experience on my mission comes because God um, has guided me to it or helped me reach that or achieve that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I. I it's funny that you say that because I was like, just um thinking about like oh yeah i remember when kaden told me that he he made the mistake of you know praying to be humbled or something like praying for an experience on his mission to be humbled and then it's yeah and then it sounded like uh you just kind of were going like we're about to address that and so i was kind of like oh whoa (laughs) the spirit does work in weird ways that i was kind of like oh yeah i remember when kaden told me an experience about you know praying to be humble on the mission because of certain circumstances where it's like, you know, sometimes you do uh, need that witness yourself that, you know, God really is there to better you, uh, whether that be through humbling experiences and overcoming like certain trials 
that uh, certainly kind of throw you down and make you feel like, oh, maybe I'm, I'm not the servant I thought I was. Right. Yeah. Well, Um, so that's kind of interesting. And I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if we want to go into that right now. Right. Um, No, I'll just add, heed my warning. Do not tempt God. (laughs) If you're praying for something like asking for experiences to be humbled, you'll get them. Uh, I'm so good. I'm so good at this thing. I just need you to please, please allow me. Man, how prideful do you have to be to pray for that? Right? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's funny, too, that we use the phrase, it hurt my pride. Because, like, it's never a bad thing. Like, there's never a situation where hurting pride is bad. But we we still, I don't know. I just kind of think that's an interesting... It's got, like, a negative connotation towards it i guess yeah that's totally a worldly yeah, thing but when eh? it's always a good thing yeah that hurt my pride we all gotta protect our prides do we want to move on to the the last uh section here yeah sure yeah let's let's go for it i think we're at uh just over 40 minutes yeah basically yeah we should try to cover this one real quick because we still haven't i i guess there's not really anything else to talk about with this episode honestly once we're done uh yeah. with this we'll just wrap it up i'm kind of like looking at some of these uh like ideas for family scripture study and family home evening like things that like you the listeners could do to also like further prepare yourself to you know fully engage in the like conversation that happens on sunday right like in that sunday school hour um and there's there's things here like uh do you know someone who could be described as a cheerful giver i think that gives a lot of opportunity for you to think of like those around you that you can go to first for service, obviously. Um, but also those around you who might benefit from having someone else uh, offer them service, right? Like not often um, do people who freely give uh, tend to ask for, for help. I know myself, like I'm not going to say I freely give all the time, but I'm I'm very uh, stubborn in the fact that I like to kind of go out on my own and do things and kind of go through things on my own. Um, there's probably a lot of people who also moved out of their, their parents' house, you know, like at 18 or whatever. But Caden, you remember, I, I was pretty quick to, you know, leave home. I was pretty quick to try to kind of go head into every single um, trial or situation um, from then on and out, like then on out, like on my own kind of tackle it first. And uh, I could definitely benefit from people coming and asking me if I need a hand or uh, or whatnot, and I feel like I don't give off the vibe of you know looking for help or you know wanting help enough, and I might have put myself in a hole that uh, you know some people just think, oh, he can take care of it. Like Braden, Braden can take care of it on his own. When truly, like it is just easier when when you have a support system. And I I always know I can like look to my friends, such as you guys, right? Yeah, I was just but, gonna say, uh, dude, I, if you need anything, sounds like you're asking for help right now. If you need anything. Yeah. I got you. I'm like five hours away, but I got you. Yeah. No, like, and that's just what I'm talking about. Like, like it's, it's it doesn't benefit you to refuse help, right? Yeah. Um, there's definitely ways, and, and you, you're definitely allowed to refuse help, obviously. But um, think of what it also does for that person to feel like they're giving you a hand. Um, that could mean a lot to them as well as it should just mean a lot to you for getting the help you need. Or maybe necessarily need but don't want. Well, on a similar page to that one, you're talking about, you know, 
is there somebody in your life who you would consider a cheerful giver? Those are in in my life. Those are the people that I look to like with the most respect and love. Like I just when I think of them, I'm like, man, I just friggin' love them. <laughs> They're so great. Isn't that isn't that like the kind of person that I want to be though? And when it comes down to it, like it is. It's people who are always a cheerful giver. It's people who I know that I can call up and and they'll be willing to help. People who when I'm struggling, I can give them a call and they'll just listen to me. People who when I go to an event, I see them helping at the event. You know, I didn't even know that they were, you know, part of the steak, whatever, but there they are. They're preparing the meals. They're doing this. They're doing that. Mm-hmm. They're always, you know, involved. They're, they're being that cheerful giver. And those are the people that in my mind, I'm like, man, that's the kind of person that I want to be. That's the kind of, you know, example that I want to be in. And I think that all those people in my mind, like there, there are a couple examples that I have, but they are just uh, the people that I strive to be like and the people who just, when I think of them, they just make my heart burst. They're just the cheerful givers, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they give in every aspect. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. I, just to add to that, yeah, those those people, I those are the kind of people that you really just want to spend time with all the time. Like the people that, who are just enduring friends, you know, they they don't stop talking to you this isn't targeted at anyone obviously but yeah the people who like just don't talk to you once you've moved or or don't talk to you even though you like there's something that you've posted that's interesting to them (laughs) keaton's incredibly lonely listening to this who's still in edmonton uh and friends with Keaton. Keaton <laughs> you better keep talking to him or else my he's, black, he's blacklisting you right now. Just kidding. Yeah. No, but it's there's there's just certain people who I just I really just genuinely love and it's because unless you call him for no matter what, they're they're willing to reach out. Even not if not necessarily if I've even posted anything sad, because I generally don't do that anyways, but yeah, people who are always looking for ways to serve they always stay late at activities to help set down chairs and stuff. Like those are the, those are the people who, who really are cheerful givers. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I, I think that's an excellent note to end on kind of like, just think of someone in your life that you could try even, to emulate. Not that I want to make this like, a thing. You know? Yeah. Like I don't want to, yeah. I don't know if we want to make this a thing where we kind of like, uh, ask the listeners to like, you know, do certain things like invitations, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, have the little missionary in me kind of extend an invitation or whatever at the end of every uh, podcast. But it's definitely something we could do. Um, yeah, I think given that we're already called the later day podcast, maybe maybe commitments isn't necessarily something we should be doing <laughs> since we're we're already just trying to make things easier for people. But I think, yeah, if we felt really inspired to potentially. Yeah, leave it up to. Um, our, you know, inspiration, I guess. Perfect. Well, I hope uh, the listeners have had a good time. I know I, you know, learned a lot from this as well as just benefited from the experience of doing this with you guys. I, I look forward to, you know, getting better and better at this and becoming more and more engaging as we go yeah, on. For all our listeners, bear with us. Yeah. We're definitely learning here. This is a steep curve, but hopefully, you know, quality gets better, content gets better, and, um, you know, you come closer to Christ as you are able to review the Come Follow Me curriculum with us, and we're able to also, you know, improve our own personal spiritual lives as we, you know, spend the time dedicating time to to get ready for this podcast. 
Thanks for listening. All right. Well, peace out. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.